are plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shanghai. Thank you for plugging into the Outlet Radio Show. I am your host, Azania Shangay. I am joined, of course, by the man, the myth, the legend, holding me down on sound in the background, Mr. V. Jeffrey Smith. Hey, Jeff. Woo hoo! <laughs> and the person that I've been chatting it up with is this amazing woman. She's a legend in the fashion industry. Um, and now she has decided to chart a new course as an author and doing a very, very good job at it, if you take my word for it. This is Miss April Walker. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm <laughs> excited. One of the things that I was saying to you earlier was that I was avoiding you at all costs. Like, I didn't want to go to anything that you were going to be at. Because I knew that if I saw you, I was going to be like, April, we have to talk about this book. <laughs> we have to talk about this book. So I'm, I'm really happy that I didn't even want to see you before he got here. Because I was like, I know if I get here and I'm talking to you, I'm going to be like, okay, so right. let's talk about chapter three. You know, right. like stuff like that. So I'm glad that uh, I was able to hold off. It was hard. It was difficult. Because as know. soon as I finished the book, I went crazy. I got your text and I was really excited i think i i had a maybe a few from social media but those you know when you hear it from somebody that you love that you know <laughs> that i think you're so authentic so you just wouldn't say anything if you didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> or you might or you no, might no, be you're, honest you're if right. i ask I just you like, you know so right exactly so the fact that you you initiated message and it was so loving like in terms of wow I really enjoyed it it meant a lot and it was late so I felt bad no. I felt bad but I was like I have May, to say I this got, so I was getting ready right to go to now, sleep so I, it just ended my night right I, I might was be like, waking yes. her up it's a little inappropriate to text people at this hour but I just it finished all it good. and I have to say that I love 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 this book so I want to tell people a little bit about you just to give them context okay. um you started and, and I was doing some research on you leading right. up to this interview and I was just like wow I mean I knew she was dope but I didn't know she was <laughs> this dope like you started out your own fashion line when you were like 20 21 years old right and you started out by tailoring clothes at first yep your custom tailor shop was called fashion in effect yep <laughs> That's it. I feel like I can see your whole persona with that title, Fashion and Effect. And then that evolved into Walk Aware. Right. The name that is so synonymous with hip hop. And that brand was worn by so many popular and, and legendary people in hip hop culture and urban culture. Um, also athletes who were at the top of their game at the time. Um, Jay-Z, you had... Um, uh, Run DMC, Jam Master J. Um, I wrote down like mm -hmm. Tupac, 
Biggie. Dennis Scott, Gary Payton, Shaq. Really? Uh-huh. Um, even Derek even... Coleman. Wow. Yep. Jimmy Jackson. A lot of a lot of players. LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson. Yep. Taking <laughs> me back. Yep. It's incredible. So what would you say made you different than other 21-year-olds where you just decided to do something? Also, I should add, you didn't go to school for this. This was something that you didn't study. You went to school for business and communications, right? Communications. And then you went in the direction of fashion, which I love. So how do you, how did you make that decision for yourself and go into it so confidently? I think that, um, my ability to be naive to fear has helped me all my life. Hmm. It's also hindered my, my growth in some ways, but, um, the ability to be fearless in a lot of ways has enabled me to move forward either to fail fast or to, (laughs) to, to, to grow. But either way, I think it's growth, you know, personally. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I've always had that lens. And I, I ask myself that question because I think that when I look back at my life, um, if you would have told me all these things would have happened now at 20, I would have like, I, I didn't, I didn't envision all of this, you know, history wrote itself a different way, but just jumping into it, I think that it was more about the timing, right? I grew up, I'm dating myself now, guys, <laughs> but when I grew up, it was like, you know, as a baby, I came out of post civil rights, um, Vietnam War it was it was like where I live was like the Iraq War sit seriously in bedside in the 70s you know so it was a lot of um my father was a Black Panther and a militant you know when I was very young Mm -hmm. um my first year of school I went to Hulu Sasa so it was very anti-establishment in my world you know growing up as a kid so I never thought or believed in the American dream, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always knew I had to create my own path. I really did. I I just, and I saw my father, he was in the music business, right? So he danced to his own beat. He was um, just doing his own thing. Like even, I remember him driving cabs, but he was managing and doing different things. I remember when the, the, um, you know, he, he always did what he had to do to support his dream. But then he lived his dream, you know, he's still living his dream. But the idea of what society was telling us that this is appropriate, this is how you need to be, this is the standard in order to live your life and be acceptable was never acceptable for me. You know what I mean? I always saw that since I was a kid and I used to stand up for the flag and, you know, and then my father's like, you don't have to do that. You know, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, like that's father. how real it was for us in, in my household. So just, I think, taking off those blinders opened my world to possibilities, if that made sense. But it also made me know, like, I had to work that much harder, be that much smarter and and. And, and I think he truly wanted a boy, probably. He had three girls, you know, in the beginning, his first marriage, which was us, you know. Um, so being that that was the case, he used to always tell me about, think like this. This is the real world. This is how men think. Mm-hmm. So I had that going on, too. So I really didn't think, like, when people ask me, um, how was it being a woman and this and that? I just wanted to be the best. 
because I was a blackskin in the hood. And I knew that that was like a double whammy for the world. You know what I mean? And then bring woman on top of that. So a little girl on top of that. So I just was really hustling over time from the time I was young. And then what happened was I worked at American Express. And I never forget this girl that I respected so much. She was so fly to me. She used to come dip, dress, smart, beautiful to work. And she, she was talking to me innocently and she said if you work really hard look look over there that's Mr. Bojangle he's been here 14 years that's you know Cynthia she's a manager she's Latino she's been here 23 years if you look over there that's Mr. you know Dawson he's been here 10 years and I just remember shutting down like Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) This will not be my world. (laughs) And that's, you know, that cemented everything. Like, oh, no. You know, I was in college at that time. I was like, I got to figure this out. So it's the thing we see sometimes we run away from Mm -hmm. that that comes easy to us. Fashion always came really easy to me. I just loved it from the time I was a kid. And then when I became, like, went to high school, it was on, you know. But I never really took that seriously even though I was saving up all my hang tags and had collages on the wall and stuff it was like no I'm gonna do business and communications and have this whole thing and I walked in Dapper Dance one day and that just changed my world so I I did all of this research in preparation for us to sit down and talk about your book your book is called get your ass off the couch it's a it's a walker gem book It is so incredible. I loved this book for so many reasons. And I wrote down the things that kind of came to me as I was reading it. Because I already knew you on a personal level. But then to get to know you through this book was really incredible. Did you you feel like you did when you read it? Because you knew me. So I'm wondering, you picked up new things. I did. I felt like you were incredibly transparent. I felt like you were really open. I felt like you were really, really vulnerable. And I felt like this book was created in service of, like this was for people, like you're really providing this as a service. You want people to learn from your experience. And there was so many gems in this book. Um, Audience, if you could see my book, I'm gonna take a picture of it and post it online. If you can see my book, I have so many flags. And I love it. I flagged all the papers that I made, the pages that I made notes on. This isn't even all the pages. It just was, I, there wasn't enough room. This is so, I mean, this is inspiring <laughs> for me, for real. I, I was like, oh my gosh. There were moments where I had to just like take a breath because you really touched on something that I felt like if I had heard these words 10 years ago, this is a lesson that I just learned five years ago. Like you really were just so transparent and so open and honest about topics that oftentimes people who are at certain levels of success they don't share like failure like fear um which i think are some of the most important things to talk about because everyone wants to talk about the good stuff right but it's it's when we fall those are the important things to just that's how we grow you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so well i want to kind of take the audience through this book um just so you can 
have a sense of why I'm so in love. And I think you need to definitely go out and get this book. Where can people go pick this book up? Let's just plug it at the top. Okay. So they can go right now to walkaware.com and order a copy right now. You can also get it on amazon.com. You can get it at barnesandnobles.com. And then we'll be doing pop-ups all over the country because we're doing a Walker Gems book tour. And so we'll be doing east, west, midwest, south. You know, we're hitting all the regions. So hopefully I'll get to see you touch and feel and, and say hello to you too. That's awesome. So, okay, so audience, okay, I have to tell you, this book. <laughs> I'm a person who's obsessed with quotes. I love quotes. You do. I, I swear to you, if I could just wallpaper my life, my walls of every room with quotes, I love them. So that was one of the things about this book that I loved because each chapter had a quote that correlated to the message. Right. And I loved, I loved that. That was pretty dope. Thank you. You also, in some places, added research statistics. Right. Which was great to kind of give a little context, give a little relevance to what you were talking about. Um, You shared a great deal of personal stories. Right. You also shared stories of other people that you know. One of them, Guy Rute, friend of the show. (laughs) And you shared so many life lessons. This book is just made up of your life lessons I think that's so important just because um you know I'm a big advocate of empowering edifying the room when you walk in it and not just yourself and I think that we have the ability we have everything just like God gives us everything we need to heal our bodies we have everything we need to heal our communities Mm. with us you know Um, we have to start waiting for other people other communities other entities to try to save us right we are our saviors you know right. so we need to dig in deep and use everything we have to uplift each other and it's that simple you know and if each one of us do our part because god gave us something special some mojo sauce that nobody else has have that you have to sprinkle on this earth while you're here and if you just share that we'll be all right yeah. we gonna be all right <laughs> <laughs> So that's what this Walk of Gems is about. It's just it's just love. It's just pouring into you. It's just really trying to get you to where you want to be and being a conduit to share in that in some way, God willing, that's assisting you to get there faster with less speed knots on your head, less bruises, less bumps <laughs> and, um, you know, less pain points than I than I had on my journey. Well, not I can the tell same you ones. what I appreciate, and and I can I can say that this is something I appreciate. Whenever I talk to anyone, um, I think it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a, sh- a show, a radio show, because I wanted to share the conversations that I get to have with people like you one on one. And I'm always like, God, other people need to hear this. I I appreciate when you are transparent, when you're vulnerable, when you are honest about the challenges. And what you did to overcome or what you're doing to get through or even how it just didn't work out. Because I recognize that so many of us are going through rough times and we think we're the only one having that experience. Right. And we're a bit hard on ourselves or we judge ourselves or we quit or whatever. And if we were if we had the understanding that this is just par for the course, this is this is a part of adulting. This is a part of life. This is a part of growth. Um, I think 
it might recharge our batteries. It might renew our faith in ourselves. It might give us that little extra oomph, which is Absolutely. why I think people should pick up your book and read it. Because I think no matter what you're attempting to do in your life, I think the words in this book are very inspiring and very encouraging. And they make me feel connected to someone else in my experience. Like, oh, I didn't realize that April struggles. She looks so great. Her, her company is so successful. Who knew that there were these challenges that she faced and what she did to overcome? And, and I think it's really great that you gave this gift in the form of this book to your fans and to um, supporters of your of your line and your brand so that they can understand truly what it takes to thrive and be successful in this world. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, so I've picked out certain parts of the book that I okay. want us to talk about. I want to see what those are. I I'm, I wrote a long list. We may not get to everything. <laughs> so I'm going to start from the top. <clears throat> One of the things that you talk about on page 11 is clarity and vision, which I feel is very helpful. I think it's really important for people to know what it is they're going for and to be clear about it. Right. To set a set a goal, have a vision for for what you want to do and be clear. I think oftentimes we're pretty vague. Mm-hmm. Or we just I want to be rich, but how do you want to get there? You right. know, stuff like that. So you offered four things that you said everyone should be crystal clear about these four things. One, you said what do you what do you love to do? Are you clear about your value system? That's number two. Number three, what kind of life do you want to create? And number four, what kind of legacy do you want to leave with this world? Come on now, April. Really? Really, though? (sighs) I think that I know those are heavy questions, but they're necessary questions. And I think the the younger you can get those questions and answer those, it gets so much easier because... Um, a lot of us start out with lofty goals and dreams, mm-hmm. but life will beat you down. Mm-hmm. And if you don't write it down, if you can't see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, it's ambiguous, yeah. those dreams. It's just like, it's easy. <clears throat> I heard Michael Hyatt once say that it's like with a lot of people, and it's so true that they start out, and you know when you go swimming in the ocean and you swim, swim sometimes and you look up and you're way out you've drifted far Mm -hmm. and you're like oh how did I get here you started here but you're all the way over here Mm -hmm. that's a lot of people in life and they're like they can't even see the the land anymore you know they're just lost out there and then it becomes just daily stuff right just like and I'm not knocking it for people but what I'm saying is I'm hoping the book shakes them up to be like, you have life in you, you know, wherever you're at right now in this moment, you have life and, and you can make it happen. But big part of making it happen is knowing what you want. And I think that's specificity. You need to be as specific in your goals as possible, specific in the kind of life you want. Specific is 
as possible and that's not society standard of i need to have the biggest car the biggest house the biggest that's not to me rich you know rich inside out is um a belief of a 360 experience that's an abundant life that encompasses your spirituality your health and your physical being in alignment and being your best authentic self and what that is to your place of happy everybody has a different happy so just knowing what that is and being real clear about that if you close your eyes and you took the time in a quiet space to really celebrate what you would love your life to look like some people might be going to thailand for a month (laughs) (laughs) you know but that that was a goal and you were very specific about that and you made it happen and i celebrate you for doing that that's that's huge you know but you saw it way ahead of before you went and you planned for that yeah and that's your life that's how we have to be with our lives you know and and i think that i'm not saying that you're 20 and you have 80 figured out because a lot of times what you find is you plan for something and as you grow that plan changes and that's okay but at least have a target yeah and I love that you say, what kind of legacy do you want to leave with this world? Because it's asking, it's actually, it's, it's having you ask yourself, what kind of contribution do I want to be? It's, it's more in service versus right. it just being about, I want to be rich so I can have money so I can do right. It's about, okay, what are you going to put out there? What, it, what are you going to leave behind for the people coming Absolutely. up behind you? So I love that question being the fourth question because it's such a question of responsibility. It's not just flip. It's not a flimsy, just you take fun it off kind of just thing. you. Yeah, it it makes it bigger than than you and your own experience. And I love I love that that's in there. And then there was this other thing that she said, um, page fifty nine for those following along with the book. <laughs> when your vision and purpose are stronger than your ability to withstand rejection, you will see your dreams be realized. It will happen. You will be unstoppable. Hmm. Okay, on the last show, um, for those of you who listen every week, we talked to Tracy, uh, Tracy Toms, and we talked about uh, rejection. And rejection is really tough, and it's really hard. And for a lot of us, it could be a deterrent. It could stop you. It could say, okay, that's it. I'm done. Okay. The universe doesn't want me to do this. That's, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever your excuses for for thrown in the towel in that moment. Um, But I love that you say that, you know, when your vision and purpose is strong, that it gives you the power to withstand rejection. It becomes, it becomes more important than that. No, that vision that you set out for. What, what do you want and how much do you want it? That's the bottom line because um, here's the one thing that I'm absolutely clear about. We're all going to see rejection in our lives. Everyone will be rejected. Mm-hmm. You no way to hide under the chair behind rejection. So, you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> even even Jeff has been rejected it's apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all gonna have to face it in the mirror. I love that. I love that attitude. But it doesn't have to define who we are. It doesn't have to stop our show. It's just like when you're real clear on where you're supposed to be, nothing's going to stop you from getting there. So your no doesn't mean my yes, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I'm still getting to my yes. It's just you might not be the person to open the door, but somebody else is. So you just got to keep going and not take it personal. I mean, people say no for various reasons. Maybe you're not ready for it yet. That's the bottom line. Maybe God doesn't have that door open for you for a reason. Maybe your skill set isn't there. Maybe that person is a dro- a jerk in power chirping. How many of us have seen that? Maybe they've never seen you before. Maybe they they've never seen There are so many possibilities to why that no happened, but that's not your trip, right? That's not for you to figure out. Right. You just need to get to your yes. So, okay, check. One no. Check. Two Check 100 no's, but guess what? 101 might be your yes. Well, you know, April, you were a trailblazer in the industry. Um, you were a lot of no's. <laughs> so I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I feel I like, can tell you, you know, yes about you that. You were the first woman to do what you were do, to do what you did in that in that particular area of fashion. And it was a male-dominated industry at that particular point. And I assume, and you just confirmed, that you saw a lot of no's. And that's because people just didn't see what you saw. They didn't. They had never seen you before. They had never seen a woman doing this. Right. So I'm sure in some ways that was reason enough to say no. And you were so young. So, of course, people dismiss the youth often. Like, what? how many times did you face those no's in the beginning before you got that up, that, that, that final yes that made you feel like, okay, I can do this, I can be here? Uh, I, I probably face no's a lot. Here's the thing. My community said yes from the beginning, mm. which was very empowering for me because that's who I was doing it for yeah. first, you know. Um, so the fact that, and it was coming from hip hop. So it was a different time, you know, where it was all about love, self-expression, and and um, really tapping into sharing our gifts with the world, whatever we had, but doing that through the canvas of hip hop and the anti-establishment factor of we don't need your permission to be great right we know who we are we're dope and then we're going to show our skills and later for you mm-hmm. that really was it <laughs> a different <laughs> way whether it was music fashion art whatever it was you know um it was culture and the dollar wasn't the leading force in that movement mm-hmm. so when it's coming from heart guts grit and gumption it's different you know um and then and then it became a business right because like you said then i started seeing oh people are asking me for the same things i'm making so that's when walk aware came into play but i always knew that it had to stay true to the vision and the mission which was about the people and the culture Mm. you know so that helped me in my no's and my yeses because the people that said no it was great because i just believed that they didn't get the culture yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't supposed to be. Um, and then some nose hurt because, you know, you really want them because they'd be powerhouse machines behind you. And you'd be like, rejection is always hard. It is because, you know, it's natural for us to think, well, what is it about me or what am I not doing or what? It, but when you look at the bigger picture and I hate to um, for for those that aren't spiritual sound corny to them but i'm very spiritual and i believe that god has a purpose for us all so when we look at it from that lens it's really not about us us it's for us to keep in alignment with that vision and know that whatever he has for you no man is gonna stop you it's gonna get done you just have to keep doing your part and showing up every day Mm -hmm. you know yeah 
Oh, y'all gotta get this book. <laughs> so good. It's like this conversation, like times how many pages? <laughs> so good. Okay, so then another part of the book that I this is I remember hearing Oprah say recently that they need to teach this course. They need to make this a college course, and it's about the F word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, failure. You said something in your book. It's it's two words that I that I wrote down, and I'm gonna put them. If I were the tattooing type, I would put this tattoo on my arm. It says, "You said fail forward." Okay. Ugh, my God. Your relationship with failure is pretty amazing. Um, my relationship with failure is pretty devastating. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go lay down in a corner somewhere with a soft blanket right. and turn the lights down low, maybe some sad music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your relation, your relationship with failure, this is what you wrote in your book on page 92. You said, think about folding failure into your narrative narrative and staying honest about it. Welcome the confrontation, analyzing your experiences and learning from them. Allow that F word to, to propel you to your next opportunity. Fail forward. There is always a lesson in failure that teaches us something we need to grow. I remember specifically when I read this particular part of the book, I just put the book down and just like took it in for a minute. I think I took a deep breath and I was like, huh, that's so interesting about the idea of changing my relationship with failure. Right. Then it, it doesn't have you diminish the power and you take that that fear factor away and then it's like oh it's it's really okay like no one wants to fail but it's really gonna happen in our lives at some point that and rejection except for you I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is the only person who Jeff, go Jeff is the only one who is <laughs> never gonna experience either one of those things but seriously it's 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 um you know it's it's a part of life and once we really realize that and see what part it can play in us to empower us, then it becomes a different, right? We shift the way we think about it and we can really truly grow. And I say fail for it fast because um, sometimes you have to fail nine times to get to that 10th big win, you know, mm-hmm. that win. And then sometimes you win on the second time. Some of us are lucky to get a one hit wonder, but most of us have to go through some things, go and grow through some things. So doing that, we should be getting the lessons. And then it's not failure, right? Because it's like prep school. It's like we're in, um, we're in boot camp training for our win. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna work on this. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna work on it. I I swear to you, when I read that, I was like, I need to change my relationship with with failure. I really do, because um, as an actor, <laughs> I know you I was see thinking about you when you yeses, said yes. Like it's constantly you're constantly having a door slammed in your face saying you're no I'm sorry not for you or I mean there are other other professions where I'm sure people find that they will constantly have to be vulnerable and put themselves out there and then they face the possible actors really deal with it oh my god yes (laughs) so um I really appreciated that so much it was really 
it, it really gave me something to think about and to chew on. It's something that I'm going to definitely meditate on. I know that's something that you do. You mentioned in the book that meditation is a big part of your daily process. So how does meditation serve you just in general? It's, it's relatively new. Let me say, last year I did meditation and visualization every day. This year I'm just getting back to getting centered. I'm not every day yet again. Um, I didn't realize how much the book took out of me last year. So I think I, it's kind of like when you, you're eating really healthy and you come off a diet and you're just like... <sighs> <laughs> so right, right now, now yes <laughs> i'm getting back there so i've been meditating about i'm probably up to about three to four times a week now again and let me just say from confirmation it's life-changing last year i wrote my goals and my big my big brush strokes of what i had to really get done last year and I meditated and I practiced and I visualized and I really stuck to it. And at the end of, end of 16, I hit 90% of those goals. Wow. That was huge. That's huge. Huge. So for me, I need meditation for, for USA, mm -hmm. for, for my mental and my spiritual um, sanity, so to speak. Yeah. And just really to put me in a balanced and centered place. Otherwise, I can get in my own head and take things too serious. Mm -hmm. So it's very powerful for me in that way, connecting with right now the present moment, right? Not thinking about, oh, this evening I'm going to be doing this book signing and I still have to do this and that. And, you know, but being right here, listening to you yeah. and celebrating this moment, right? Because who knows about tonight? like real talk yeah. you know yeah. and I think most of us in life get into that mode not just entrepreneurs but there's so many distractions and so many responsibilities that we're always thinking about everything else and what instead of right here right now and, and being in gratitude for this yeah and it sounds corny maybe to some people but it's all we have is this moment right now mm -hmm. and it's a it's a blessing to be here because no matter where we are in our journey, tomorrow can be better and 10 minutes can be a better time, you know? So it's really like everything can change in a moment. But the fact that we still have breath means we have something to do. So just trying to trying to remember that more because I'm so goal driven and so like this and that, that, you know what? Family, love, health in this moment right here are the most important things. And so, yeah. you know, being for me, meditating reminds me of that. And um, and then the visualization just reminds me of who I am. Right. It takes me to my higher self, mm -hmm. because the fact is, when we get in our heads too much, we can start listening to negative chatter or thinking about all the stuff that's going wrong at this at this moment right now and not visualizing all of the possibilities of in painting the picture of where you see yourself what do you really want to do how do you want to affect others what does that look like you know what does it feel like what kind of day is it is it sunny you know just that deep like and taking that in and when you really start believing that and that's with practice you start manifesting it yeah oh my god seriously can you just like you know what I have an idea 
<laughs> you should have a call you? service where you just like speak Walker Gems into something. <laughs> and then it, you send out like people can order the first thing in the morning. They hear your words, you know, like uh, that's my idea. I'm, I'm out 10%. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I just feel so much better after that. Oh, goodness. Okay, so another part of the book that I love, because this is another thing that I, I deal with, it's fear. And fear is something that constant. Jeff will tell you I'm constantly afraid. Like, oh, my God, I'm so afraid. that. Are I, you serious? I'm constantly afraid. I am. I am afraid. You're pretty always fearless afraid. to me. I mean, I do things. I'll still do it. I do things that scare me all the time, like travel to other countries and things like that, or do a radio show with no experience whatsoever. That is. That's but, <laughs> right. But you do it. I do it. But it scares me usually. And I think what I'm usually afraid of is my lack of experience. And so that's one of the things that I appreciated about your story is that you stepped into this industry with no experience and you um, you just kind of allowed it to happen. Like you were was so open and receptive to what was being brought to you, to the to the relationships that you were creating, to the support that you were getting. You were believing in yourself. You were bringing innate skills to it. And it just, it, it, it panned out to be something very successful. And I just, I really was like reading your story. And I just was like, oh my God, I am, fl- I am driving myself crazy because I keep feeling like I need to have formal training for everything that I love to do. I swear to you. That's like, I like, I love to sing, right, Jeff? I don't have formal training, so I don't sing because I'm just like, I don't, I'm not trained. And I don't have formal training as an actor. So You're I'm, listening to society standards. Yeah, exactly. I don't have formal training as an actor, so I, I'm constantly feeling. Right. It's just <laughs> never before. Like, yeah, but yeah. But you know what's so crazy is even if you listen to society standards before, never before have we lived in a time where you, none of that is, none of it matters. Yeah. None of it matters. Now with the digital platform and the, everything being so global and so intertwined and less and less training, everything from education to this to that a la carte, you write your own ticket. You can yeah. do whatever you want as long as you're good and you can grow it and sustain it. And if you're good, nothing else matters. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming to know that and understand that because obviously because of the digital platform, I can have a... A show because then I have something to release it on. It's on SoundCloud, everybody. SoundCloud, <laughs> and um, I don't have to go to a studio like I guess people would have to back in the day. Go to a radio station and say, "Please hire me," and all of that. So you're you're absolutely right, and that's something that I've ca- I've come to know and understand. Uh, but surprisingly, because I constantly get complimented on my courage all the time. I, I deal with fear in a very real way. So I really appreciated this particular part of your book where you addressed fear. And what you say on page 27, fear has a way of killing so many dreams, way more than fail, failure ever will. Because failure takes some form of action. We can learn lessons from failure, but fear keeps many from ever starting. And... Oh, if you knew how many things I wanted to do that I never attempted to do because I was just too afraid that it just, for whatever reason, that I wouldn't be able to do it, I couldn't do it, I shouldn't do it, whatever. And I love that you take a moment in your book to speak about that, 
has fear been um has it had a grip on you in your experience keeping you from doing anything not really. <laughs> See? See? I'm no, but I'm not, I'm not the I'm very aware that <laughs> I'm the, the, I'm the exception. Great. No, I can't no, but no, but most people, the reason I wrote that is that's most people. I'm I really sometimes feel like an alien, like in that sense, because because I know it's not the norm. Fear grips us. And you know, yeah, I I get nervous now about doing things, you know what I mean? Like writing the book. I never did it. So I was like, what if nobody buys it at all? <laughs> you know? And I spend a year out of my life. But it's something that was in my heart, and I knew it was coming from the right place, and it wasn't really about me. So I said, I'm just going to do it and not worry about it. And so, you know, if two people buy it good and those two people get something out of it, then that's great. But I'm glad more than two did. <laughs> yes! This book is so, so good. So, oh, but... Man. And that's the other thing, right? Because knowing your why, knowing why you do what you do will put you past fear. You know, like if you're not doing it, I say drown out the noise and, and, and don't worry about the applause. You know, just know your purpose and why you're doing it and move forward with action. It will work out. Um, I think that fear, I remember, I'll give you one story. I remember it's an, and it's a, someone I really respect a lot in Hollywood and I'm cool with him and he's done some big movies and we were walking somewhere in Hollywood and we were talking and it was this really cool conversation and I acted when I was young. I don't know if you knew that. HB Studios and all of that and I wanted to, I, yeah, I've had, I mean, and I was like, so we're talking about fear and it was just like I was always also about making money and I remember saying that's too too much of a gamble I'm gonna go into fashion <laughs> which was even worse <laughs> but <laughs> to me you know what I mean um as far as fashion designers which was crazy that <laughs> that's what ended up happening but later in life I was sharing it with someone and he happened to be a big Hollywood guy and he says yeah well it's too late for that now right I mean we can all dream but it's not real you know and I remember being it's like he stung me with those words because I was just like if I did want to do it is it too late you know thinking about it I would have to find time guys honestly speaking <laughs> but but the point is um you know don't let people and project their shit on you yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of fear is comes from that, right? Yeah. Worrying about how other people will perceive us if we don't make the mark that we're setting out to be. But to me, if you if you move forward in your dreams and you go for it, you never fail, no matter what the outcome, because you got something from that, you know. Yeah, I, you know that's that's true. Uh, well, there was another thing that you touched on in your book which I thought was really important and it's important it's definitely in my industry I think it's important honestly in any industry because if you're going to unless you work in a bubble you're going to be in relationship with people and so you touched on relationships and the value of relationships so on page 131 you say <clears throat> I can't overstate the importance of building relationships. They can open so many doors and new chapters for you. 
networking and building relationships requires you to leave your comfort zone and leave the nest. And I think it's important to note that relationships, especially when you're starting a business, can be more important than money. Um, and if you make those relationships, if those are real worthy relationships, honestly, cause some people you <laughs> got to hold them to that. But for the most part, if it's about the community, like you said, the community came out and they supported you, they were your first. Yes. So that was what was important to you. Those relationships ultimately brought a spotlight to your company when they reached certain successes, they brought you along with them. And in turn, your company got a return that you probably didn't expect right for out the gate right so i think it's great that you <clears throat> bring attention to the value of relationships because i think so often um these new generations it's it's these kids coming up and i have nieces and nephews where i try to instill this in them it's not all about you you know recognize that the people around you bring value to your experience I love that that's something that you um, emphasize in your book as well. It's important. I think that, and this is hard to see when you're young. I didn't see it, and that's why I write about it. When you take your focus off of yourself, the vision becomes so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look to serve other people, and that is, is so that was the fortunate part because I started out with a service industry. So I learned how to serve very early, but I was also um, very aware that I needed to brand myself. Mm-hmm. And when I said myself, that was walkerware in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I hid behind the brand because at that time I didn't know how it would be received, a woman in an all men's industry, you know. Um, so no one knew who I was the first time around until the end. You know, they didn't know whose line it was. They thought it was, you know, Tupac's or Biggie's or, you know, Tretch or so many people, Jam Master J, Mm -hmm. because they were all wearing it and and pushing it. But but I did understand the brand needed to be. So so I was very tunnel vision on making sure the brand had a presence. And um, that was very specific to to that. When you are in the service industry, and that's for everybody out there, nope, that's everybody. We're all in the service industry, no matter what mm-hmm. we're doing, because we're here, whether it's a service or a product you're moving, it's service. Right. You're serving the people. It's, if it's music, unless you're doing it to hear yourself in the room. <laughs> it's for the people. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you've also performed in front of audiences. You know, um, we're serving the people. That's it. It's yeah. that simple. And so that those relationships are golden. And here's another thing: that same person you see going up in the elevator, you're gonna see them coming down. So just be nice to everybody. Yeah. I know that um, I learned it's been two years since <laughs> the last episode of the season first season one and season two of this of this radio show. And I, I after reading your book, I started to see those two years differently. I think before reading your book, I was like, oh, my God, I spent two years not doing my show. <clears throat> but I realized that in those two years I met you. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, a lot of the people who are going to be on the show this season are people that I didn't know two years ago. There are, are relationships that were created and, and built. So whether I was aware of it or not, I was working on my radio show. I was planting seeds that I didn't even know were going to be this. Um, but I met them and they were fascinating people. And I just was like, wow, I wonder if they would be open and willing to do my show. And based on the relationship that was built, every single person that I've approached has said yes. And so <laughs> I love that particular part of your book because it really emphasizes the value of relationships. And I've said to Guy a few times, because we have these deep conversations, Guy Rute and I, um, relationships are wealth. Protect those relationships, value those relationships, guard those relationships, and cultivate those relationships. And you cultivating is important. That's what you encourage in the book about definitely cultivating those relationships and you know what it's also your story is confirmation that whatever god has for you is gonna happen you know yeah. it just it's, it's not always in our timing in the way we see it but he works behind the scenes and he makes it way bigger than you even envisioned because like you said you thought you were taking time off but all you were doing was planting seeds and harvesting and god was like okay i'm gonna put this person in front of you you're gonna have this relationship you're gonna meet this person you're gonna and now i got your lineup for the next 24 shows you know <laughs> Now yeah. you're ready and you're more seasoned, you know, yeah, absolutely. you've grown over the last two years. So it's I've all lived these past years. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so I want to close. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Thank you April. for having it with me. But I want to close on this last thing that you, that um, I just, I chose to highlight this particular part of your book as the thing that we would close on. And it's really valuable. And I think everybody from any background, any interest, anything that you're setting out to do, I think you can find value in this particular statement. It's about profit. And I loved this so much. I loved it so, so, so much because it really emphasizes what value what to, what you should place value on for real um, <clears throat> you say on page 60 the profit will be a residual from your passion with purpose profit is a full circle experience your profit will include your happiness purpose passion peace and financial gain all rolled up in a well-rounded experience that will make you rich inside out mm. I love that. It almost makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's so true, though. But I, I'm so only true. saying that now that I have grace and a little wisdom and and have lived a little bit <laughs> too. <laughs> but it's so true, and I just wish the earlier we, we could capture this and really believe that we would have such rich lives. You know? Yeah. It's, it's so so. I don't think it's one thing. It's all of those things, and. And it's your best life ever, simply put. Like, and that's, that's profit. Yeah, because when I read this, oh gosh, I have to get tissue. Hold on, people. <clears throat> Everybody knows that I that I get teary-eyed. So I'm going to get my tissue. Cry. So this is really um, important to me because... <sighs> I'm sorry. I want to give you a hug right now. <laughs> I'm going to try to get this out. Um... I think for myself 
and I know this is a lot of people that I've spoken to in the past two years, honestly, shoot, probably the past two months, a lot of people feel that they're not successful in life. And I know a lot of people who are really doing great, different levels of success, but they are putting the emphasis on the wrong thing and they're not seeing the profit. And I know for myself, at 38 years old, that this has come into question for me a few times. It's part of the reason why I took time away for two years because my success had a dollar sign attached to it. And travel, though it's great and exciting, um, I don't get paid to do it. The radio show doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it, I don't have millions of followers. It's not something that has proven lucrative yet. And so I question whether or not this choice was the right choice, whether it was a successful attempt. Um, and so when I read this, it validated everything that I've done. And it made me realize that I'm already successful. Absolutely. If I look at it all as a whole versus those one or two things that society will say dictates success. And so I really didn't want to cry. <laughs> and I really just need for you to know, April, that this book is a huge service to people. Oh, you making and me cry. I told you not to. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but this man. Is a, this is a huge service to people. It's definitely a huge service to me, I feel really encouraged to continue with the things that I'm passionate about, whether there's a dollar amount attached to it or not. I feel rich in my relationships. Two of them are right here in this room with me. And I've learned so much from reading this book about what is truly important in life and what truly matters. And I was so hoping that you would agree to be on the show so that I could tell you how much this means to me and to I'm sure a lot of people who are reading it and you wrote this in service and I think you accomplished <laughs> that goal I'm laughing because we're supposed I'm to crying. take pictures afterwards and I know my makeup no, and I'm is crying. like you're crying a hot mess but um thank wow. you for reminding me that my life has value and purpose and profit as it is I don't have to do anything different or anything more from my my life to be rich at this moment and I got that from reading this book and I'm really grateful because it's my birthday is July 16th and this is my new year and I'm going into my new year with a new mind and a new outlook and I'm really grateful to you for that oh my gosh so, you just you just made you just <laughs> this is very humbling for me because at the core, this is why I do Walker Gems, you know, to just stir something up inside that resonates with each and every one of us in some way. And what it is, I don't know, because that's God's job. But I'm thankful and I'm in gratitude that you received it and that you heard it because you matter and you're amazing and you have black woman magic. <laughs> And you just, you just, you are living the dream. Do you understand that? 
you're living the dream and the fact that you can get up every day and swing with aim and do what you love that's rich and I think we have to redefine what that means and what success means that's a big part of the book too because the reality is a lot of us won't be millionaires that's just the reality especially especially with Trump and people like that in the way the world is shifting on an economic on a global basis I'm not saying we're going to be in a poor house but I am saying we need to redefine what success is. And if you get up and you have the ability to take care of all your financial needs and you have the ability to live and manifest and shoot with aim and swing with aim with your dreams every day and finding your passion and tapping into that and going after that, I don't like, I can't imagine a better life. I really can't. I really can't and get to work with all these amazing creative people that are of like minds. I have met a lot of rich people in my life that are just financially rich, that are miserable, horrible human beings. Not all, but a lot that are very empty, very unfulfilled or just very lonely and and miserable you know what I mean so I know that that that's not the answer that one thing right right and unless you have the other things in place I think it's a complete experience and I just think that um once we really know what that rich is and that rich is like we said a full profit experience is it's it's golden then we start living Thank you so much, April. And thank you for sharing. That just that just really, besides um, making my heart smile, really humbled me. Seriously, humbled me. And it also lets me, it's confirmation from God that it wasn't in vain. So you're one of those two people out of the book <laughs> so far. <laughs> Yay! Well, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful to all my listeners for tuning in. I'm especially grateful that this is radio and not TV, so you can't see my ugly cry face. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been a true blessing. And just I, I can't emphasize enough how much you guys need to pick up this book. It is just a treasure. It's something to keep for yourself to have on your shelf, something that you can read a few times because I've already read it twice. And it's something to give as a gift. It's it's a really great book. And you hit there's a lot of people graduating, a lot of people preparing to go to college. This is a great book to have to start out on that journey. Um, so I encourage you to go out and get April Walker's book, Get Your Ass Off the Couch. That's the name of the book. That's not me talking to you. <laughs> it's a Walker Gem book. It is amazing. Please go out and get this book. Oh, wait, before we go, April, please tell um, our listeners where they can follow you on social media they can go to walker gems which is on facebook and it's also on instagram i go hard on instagram they can go to i am april walker just to find the journey do a lot of different entrepreneurial ventures and then uh walk aware is my clothing brand that's all on instagram on facebook so i am april walker walk aware and then you can find me sometimes on twitter <laughs> <laughs> like me <laughs> I'm working on it I'm right 
that's great. You can also follow the Outlet Radio Show at Outlet Radio Show. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram. Again, that's Outlet Radio Show. April, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the love. Try not to tease me too hard later about crying on the radio. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. Take care. This is April Walker, and you're listening to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shenge.